Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the House of David Bible Study. I'm Pastor Keith Allen. Pastor Allen. This week we will be discussing Galatians chapter 1. Before we get started, I'd like to uh, pr- uh, pray for a special individual at my job um, who is clinging on to life right now. Um, so I just want to pray for him as well. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you for your blessed word in which we are about to receive, dear Lord God. We thank you for the gathering of the souls, dear Lord God, to study your word in righteousness and in truth. We pray and thank you, dear Lord God, for any uplifting, dear Lord God, and increase in which we are about to receive, dear Lord God. And we just ask right now, dear Lord God, for Dave, who's in the hospital, dear Lord God, uh, home life support, dear Lord God, and we just pray in the name of Jesus that you Deliver him, dear Lord God. Strengthen his will, dear Lord God, to make it through this ordeal, dear Lord God. And may you give him the support system that he needs, dear Lord God, to continue on in life. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. Oh. How, how was everybody's day today? Crazy, but okay. That's the truth. (laughs) Mine has been crazy, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty much everybody. (laughs) But it's going to be because I was saying uh, thank you for all the hard work you're doing. She's two months into the job, and I think she's realizing all the stuff we have on her plate. Just just trying to keep her all up and Making it for all the hard work. It's just a really nice thing. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. <laughs> Nicely appreciated. Kathy, all right? You done all right? Okay. All right. All right. So Galatians chapter 1. What do we get out of it? Anyone? Don't be shy. Galatians chapter 1. We did read it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the chapter mainly focuses on just not doing what Christ's gospel says. You're doing everything else but. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not about that you're trying to please men, please man, and not be willing to please God in the order in which he ordained all of us to do and mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that 
the 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 uh, chapter starts out with something that that just sets everything you know sets the tone for the whole chapter, and in verse one says, "Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him up from the dead." Mm-hmm. That sets it right there, and he's saying, "I am who I am, not because somebody says that I am." Right. But because God said that I am. That's it. Okay? And he just starts out with that, and he just pretty much put it on there. And then if you jump down to verse 6, he says, I marvel that you are so so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Mm -hmm. He's saying we preach the the gospel of Jesus to you, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, before you probably walk out the door, you 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 think about another gospel that somebody don't don't throw to your lap, you know, mm-hmm. some some hearsay stuff that's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys to those two? Just kind of like dig a little deeper on that is is your belief system, you know, because God says something, but do we believe it? We read this word, we study it all the time. And a situation will come, but do you believe him? You know, um, you'll believe like what man says before you believe what God says, and that's what he means by another gospel. It's not always like, okay, I'm believing the Quran or the, you know, the Talmud or you know, or some other, mm-hmm. you know, book. He's not, he's not saying it in that respect, but he's he's like somebody else's gospel truth, you know. So say if. Um, you were trying to believe God for a certain amount of money or something, and God's saying, okay, you know, you will receive this money, right? And then quickly you go and you go to talk to somebody else, friend, family member, whoever, and you tell them the situation, and they say, well, well, you ain't supposed to get anything until, you know, two weeks from now. That ain't happening until then. And that doubt sets into your mind, and you're quick to believe it. Or the person might say, how is that going to happen? That's impossible. Nothing, you can't make something out of nothing. That's somebody else's gospel, you know. That's somebody else's gospel truth to uh, to to say that I don't want you to believe what God said, believe what I said. Right. You know, so you always have to, and we tend to do that. We all tend to do that where we will, where we will, um, I need to believe God for something because a test or a trial might come, and then it never fails. It's just like Job. You know, all of his friends come around, come circling around you, or you take it upon yourself to call somebody else and ask them for advice, and their advice is always contrary to the word. So it's hard for us because, you know, we, we depend on these communities. We, we depend on each other. We depend on mama, daddy, sister, brother, or whoever to give us the answer because we trust them. But, you know, you got to learn to trust in God. Hard thing to do, but you got to learn how to trust him. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, it, and I'm going to read something to you guys real quick. Coincides with that person which we just read. Galatians chapter 5, verse 10 reads, I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, mm. but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. Mm. So anyone who deters you from the gospel of Christ 
with foolishness, with craziness of their own um, their own beliefs or teachings. It's kind of like you know those cults, you know, back in the seventies and the sixties, you know. The people that went down to the nineties. Well, and people that went down to to South America and drunk the you know drunk the Kool Aid and you know, right. all um yeah the space guy yeah the, yeah all um passed away and the yeah. ones who didn't didn't drink they started shooting them you know yeah. things like that crazy stuff right. you know right. these are the people who you know they they seek out the people who truly want to know God and people want to know God so bad that they they feed up on that and then they, they give them a little truth in the beginning to, to, to hook them in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you're going fishing. Mm-hmm. You put a, a put a worm on, on the hook, mm-hmm. put it in the water, and the fish like, oh, some food. He gets it, you snatch him up out of it, and he doesn't know the end that he's about to be fried or, 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 <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> so right. that's the kind of way, you know, um, a lot of um, people are out there distorting the Gospels. Right. Uh, of Christ, you know, trying to make it out to be something that is not, trying to add on to things, and trying to put burdens back on people that are just not yeah. there. Yeah. You know, Christ is freedom, and he's not about, you know... Boxing you in. Box, yeah, exactly, boxing you in, being some kind of um, some <laughs> diehard extremist or something, you know. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. So, this reminds me of my the church I grew up in. So but I'm reading it in the context of legalism and, and you know how the how the Judaizers have wanted to maintain all of their traditions. Mm-hmm. You say, No, that is not the gospel. You're you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Um and it just strikes me. I'm like, it's here, in black and white, how do you not see the truth? You're you're veiled the truth here. And it makes me sad. Well, the, the the thing is, and I, like I said, I've visited a lot of denominations, um, ministries, and known a lot of people in different denominations. And what they do is they find key scriptures that support what they're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I always told you to read before and after. Mm-hmm. To read before and after, right? To, to get the true content of the passage, of what is being said. Well, they don't do that. They pull out one little scripture, and then they'll take another little scripture, and they put it on, and they add it together, and this is, now this is their doctrine because they've made it up to, to be what they want it to be. So when you see a scripture like this that tells people don't be so easily fooled, they stay away from scriptures like this. That's why a lot of them don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's so, it's so true. It's so true that, because I remember, at times where Keith would talk about certain areas of the Bible, and I'm like, you're going to teach that? You know, and it was like, you know, unfamiliar territory for me, like, lamentations. <laughs> I mean, like, adoring lamentations, you know. Or, you know, there's certain books where I was just like, I've never really gone there. 
I had never read them. And I had to kind of step back to myself, like, what does that say about me? That I'm just a follower. I'm just following what somebody else is doing. I'm not really learning for myself. And I'm just eating whatever, and like I said, I'm just drinking whatever flavor Kool-Aid it is. I don't know if it's grape or red. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm just drinking it. And it's like, you know, God's like, he even told Isaiah, eat the whole roll. Mm-hmm. You eat everything. Eat it all up. There's nothing that, that, that is to be left out. And actually, when you start to dig in this word, you start to get all these different places. You know how people try to say the Bible contradicts itself? Mm-hmm. And in all my studies that I have gone for, you know, since I've met my husband, I do have to give him, you know, kudos for his gift, <laughs> is that I have never found the word contradict anywhere. Nothing has contradicted for me. Because the thing about it is, is if you see it and you like to read it by the flesh, sure, that's a contradiction. But if you actually put yourself in a spiritual mindset, you will see what God is saying. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? That he's not literally, you know, in what he's saying. He's, he's saying something that is metaphorical. So if you don't see it in that way and you're not really reading it that way, you're going to see the word in a whole different light. And really the thing about it is that whatever teacher is teaching, whatever spirit that they're teaching in, that's the way you're going to receive it too. Very true. Which he's most of the time in teacher mode. So. <laughs> I'm not in teacher mode all the time. <laughs> chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. I can read it for you if you like, but the bottom line is if you do not accept Christ, you are already condemned. Yeah. If you, because he's saying, I'm dying on the cross for you, but you have to believe in me. In order for you to, in order for you to know who I am and, and accept this gift that I'm giving you, you have to know that I am true. So if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Christ, how can the gift that he gave be for you? How can you have something that, you, that, 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 is not, that is not in existence for you? It's like saying, I'm going to go get in a car that I don't have and go, you know, take a road trip. If you don't have a car, how can you take a road trip? <laughs> you know, so 
And that's kind of like the truth, though, about the whole word. That's the reason why in Genesis that he says is that in the beginning, you know, was the word. You know, okay. and, or no, I'm sorry, that's in John where he says in the beginning was the word. So you have to really believe on this word, first of all, for it to even apply to you. And then, like he even said, when you go back to Genesis, he's telling you about creation. You have to believe that God is in order to, to believe that he created creation, right? Because if I don't believe that God is, and I started, you know, reading that, okay, he created this, he created that, he created this, it's of no avail to me because I don't believe. And then the, the thing about it is, though, too, is that if you do believe God and you do believe in his word and you establish that relationship with, with him, he will tell you right from wrong. The Holy Ghost is always a teacher to teach you right from wrong. You know, and the thing about it is, is that once we receive all that into our life, we don't have to judge somebody else. We just have to bring them to that point to where God is in their life, to where the Lord is doing it. That's what he always wanted for us in the first place, even when it came back to the time of Saul, you know, where the where people were led by the Spirit of God, where they were like, no, we don't want to be led like this anymore. We want a king. So, and because people want something tangible, something they can see, something they can judge. But the thing about it is, is that when you are in Christ, you make sure that you are in Christ, that you are aligned with the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of the Lord will, will do will do all of that inside of the person. And I'm going to say this to kind of pinpoint to what you were asking. To God, sin is sin. That's it. Whether you're gay, a murderer, an adulterer, a liar, as God says, if you offend one, you offend the whole law. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say this is okay and that is okay. It is not okay. I'm saying it's only because the gospel says it's not okay, okay? Lying, cheating, stealing, killing is not okay. My point is, in order for you to accept someone into your ministry, as they would say, you know, coming to my ministry. Sure, you can accept them in. There's no no laws of God saying that you shouldn't because what you're trying to do is you're trying to save the soul. Okay? It's not about the flesh and what the, the, the flesh is doing, but what you need to do is save the soul. And in order to save the soul, you have to get the flesh under control. And that's the thing is, you want to take a cheater and make him into an honest person. You want to take a thief and make him into an honest person. You want to take a gay person and make him into an honest person. Mm -hmm. That is, again, once the sin is known, as God said, once you come into the knowledge thereof, you are responsible for it, so as ministers, once we come into the knowledge of something going on in the body of Christ, we are responsible mm-hmm. to respond. Mm-hmm. So if I see brother such and such cheating on his wife, I can't just sit back and do nothing. I have to say something, mm-hmm. you know, and counseling and giving the word, wherever the case may be. It's not an attack on a person, but you're trying to give them God's word mm-hmm. and let God's word do the rest. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's gay. You again, you have to address it. Mm-hmm. You can't just say it's okay because it's not. It's a sin. And it's really not even the 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 
um, whole thing about being gay. Right. right? Sin is not, there is no sin until we commit it, until we actually make it exist, right? So say if a person says they don't really have a desire for the opposite sex, that's okay. And that's, you know, and that's fine. No one's going to make you have to be, you know, have a desire for the opposite sex. But you do have to realize what is going on inside of you because, you know, there's people like, you know, Paul will say that he chose a single life because he knew in him that the, the walk that he had to walk, that it was, it was a greater walk for him in being single. And some people have that in them where they literally desire to be alone. And But with our world and how our world is so supercharged with sex in every way and shape or form that it's constantly coming at you, you know what I mean, um, and constantly tempting you, and that you don't really have that desire. So you go with like-minded people who really don't have that same desire either, and you say, let's get together. Because we don't have a desire for that, but we have a desire to have sex. You see what I'm saying? So the thing about it is is that regardless of whether it is opposite sex or even, you know, or same sex or even opposite sex, the sex itself is a simple thing. So it doesn't even matter if the person is what they're doing that sin right there is what is what needs to be addressed. And why are we doing it? You know what I mean? So the, the thing about it, what is really going on on the inside of me that I feel like I need to do this? And you will find out what issues the person might be dealing with from, from childhood, you know? Most of the time, the people I've met and I've counseled, you know, people before, I ain't going to say most of the time because, you know, people try to, you know, average things out or whatever. But sometimes they've been molested or raped, and they really don't know how to deal with it, other than becoming the what do I call it? Uh, you know, the victim becoming the 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 aggressor. Or there's a multitude of different reasons why. And once you actually once you actually allow the Lord to come into your heart and deal with you and deal with with your situation, you will come into that understanding of what God is doing in you will come into the understanding of the deliverance that you need to be free. So we don't discriminate against someone. We don't bash them or make them feel bad because their sin is no different than anybody else's. It is true. But then we don't glorify somebody's sin. I just think that um, they're trying to or or from what I came across or, you know, a few ministers, they're trying to um, not take a stand for what our word says and justifying it by going into the fact that this is the law. The law or the government is one thing and spirituality is another. So we, the spiritual aspect of it has no say in what the government says or what the laws say. So we can't change that. You know, like the laws can say that it's okay for them to be married. You know, but the Bible can say something else. But who are the ministers and the pastors to say what the law has to say? So that's been their way around it and not really um, taking a stand on, you know, 
Well, the thing is, the law of the land is the law of the land. Okay. okay. And if that's that's your Bible. And if the law of the land says it's okay for them to be married, it's okay, you know, for them to be they married. However, God's law is God's law. Okay? So you can choose to do whatever you want to do within right. man's law. So God's law is God's law. The bottom line is, come judgment day, God God is not reading to you man's law. He's reading to you his That's law. law. That's right. So that's, that's the final cut of it all. Not taking a stand, they're people pleasers. That's just what this chapter is about. I tried to find it, but my, um, my phone cut off on me. Um, I'm actually going to read you exactly what he said. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, but so, it's... Um, and try to differentiate it because he also went into um, great, um, you know, so... Well, I mean, on one on one end, we, like I said, we don't judge people based off of their choices because yeah. we all make bad choices. Yeah. If we're going to judge someone based off of that, then we're going to get judged based off of that because the Bible says, you know, you will be judged yeah. in the same manner. So that's okay. the reason why we don't, we don't really do that. And, you know, we do give people, I mean, God gave every man, woman, and child, everyone who is mm-hmm. a, a free will and a choice. You can make a choice to do whatever it is you want to do, and we can't, we don't have the right to take that choice away, oh, from, yeah. some, away from someone. And, and, and right to judge them. That's you know, right. and what I thought was, um, when we were first again talking about it, was it was just, you know, as we say that, um, It's a sin. Fornication is a sin, you know, and, and, and we're kind of born and, you know, raised that this is something for a husband and a wife, you know, something for a married couple, those that are united. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said something very important there because you got to remember, married. So when you harp on someone who is gay, like I said, if you know it's there, you got to address it. It's like I said about the, the, the cheating spouse. If you know it's there, you've got to address it. Okay? Someone who's gay or cheating on their wife or two people who are not even married sleeping around. Right. It's all... It's a sin. It's a sin. It's right. It's in itself. The same reason why Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed. It wasn't because of... People always think, oh, they were, you know, game-banging over there or whatever you want to call it. You know? <laughs> But it was still, you know, men sleeping with women, you know, you know, uh, prostitutes and stuff like that going around. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still man and woman, but it was still a sin. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just exactly. like with any other issues that you have, you, you always deal with it in the manner of counseling. And it, he tells you to tell the truth in love. We don't tell the truth in persecution mm-hmm. or trying to make someone feel like, you know, that they're any less That's than. Right. We always try to tell someone the truth and tell it to them because we love them, you know. Yeah, and this is like an everyday life, my life. What do you mean? Just um, telling the truth in love. Yeah. We, 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 we all have issues with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, biting your tongue and, you know, just trying not to just be out with it, you know, and just downright talking mean nasty. You know why? 
it's so hard because the flesh is literally dying if you allow it to die. And death don't feel good, do it? It hurts terribly. That's right. It's like your body literally it going through. It's, it's rotting. You'll never be able to do it because it's just not easy. Well, that's not the truth. I'm going to tell you, you are able to do it through Jesus Christ. I, 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 you know, meaning, meaning, he's that mean, nasty person is what she said that I would never be able to be. Oh, okay. That, you know, my mind is telling me the part is not going along with it. No. Okay. Right. Back, to, back to scriptures. <laughs> we did need to a controversial topic. No, we needed to address that, and that's why we kind of stayed on that. We needed answers. You know, and hopefully you've got the answers you needed, right? Sort of. I was going to say, make sure there was still no okay. answer. Okay, come on. Like, there was an answer. <laughs> a church that takes a stand where they say, we are accepting and welcoming of homosexual, homosexuals as an okay lifestyle in our book, and we will marry you, we will, you know, is that a church, is that considered perverting the gospel? Yes. Okay. That's okay. My question now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but we want to make sure that we give you those two is the right tools, the right words, because sometimes when some people have that, that's the only thing that they have. So then they'll take that and go to somebody who you know, is wrong. That's wrong. You know, you know, you that's all we you just want to smooth it over, right. you know, and try and be so caring about anybody's feelings, what I was just saying, and make it feel like it's right, because you know that you're fornicating. We don't want to talk about the fact that you're fornicating with the same sex, you know, but, but you know, we just feel like, okay, if we can be married, then it's not a sin, because we're married. Let it be, man and man and woman and woman. They're just trying to justify and convert the gospel. It is. I will tell you this, Mindy. You might want to take a note. Matthew chapter 23. That should help you. I thought it was John 3, 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 23. He was talking about a different subject on that. Okay. All right. I have my homework. <laughs> that should help you. I didn't check my food, guys. I'm going back. Okay. All right. All right. Uncle Brian, you okay? He's right there. He's here. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's so, so Brian. He had surgery? Yeah, he did. He, about a month ago now, I think. Yeah. So, but moving on, okay, we left off with, with verse 6, right? Right. So in verse 7, he says, which is not another, but, the, well, I'll read the 6 again because it's been a while. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Mm-hmm. You have to be called into that grace. If you're not in Christ, then you're not in grace. That's what I was talking about earlier. So that you fell into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven 
preach any other gospel, don't mean, mean don't matter who it is, where you hear it from, if it's not the word of God, he says we preach another gospel to you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. So accepting to marry a gay person when you know it's wrong is a whole different gospel than the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. So a lot of people want to be accepted. A lot of ministers want to be accepted so they can get their numbers up. And some of them just want to be accepted here because some people don't like others just like them. Some people just have to be like, you know, and that's just the way they are sometimes. You know, so they they, they feel, you know, that that their their ministry is going to die out because, you know, well, you know, they figure a body is a body and number is a number, but it's not about that. It's about saving the soul, and that's what we lose focus on. And that's the thing, though, too, like, I have to keep saying that over and over again, is that, well, you know, people, you know, they commit all kinds of things. We can't just always pick one thing that's going on, you know, that's in the news and, you know, whatever, and then just run our flags and, and, and wave our banners on that one thing and, like, oh, you know, no, we're going to have a white yeah. on this one particular thing. And it's like, you know, it, it, it steers away from the truth, and it, it's a distraction. Really is what it is. Yeah, distracting my other stuff. Yeah, and it's literally like you're looking at the whole person. You're looking at the the, the soul, like you said, you know. And that's so true. It's bottom line. It's about saving the soul. Period. Period. So I think I think from my perspective, it's not a matter of pointing a finger or um, like judging. I think it's as a Christian, how do I respond in a Christian-like way? Right. Because I mean. It, only a short time ago, and something I struggled with when I was first saved is, okay, the whole, well, I'm all about you know, homosexual rights, and they should be married, and this is a fear, and thinking it, I felt that way, but God worked on my heart, and now my has changed. I have people in my life very, very close to me that are gay, but I feel this way, and, you know, I have friends that are gay, so it's like, what, how am I best representing Christ whenever, you know, this is going on? I, I mean, I've just sort of been silent. I mean, there's a couple of good articles that, that I've read. It's just, you just need to be strong and firm in your faith. Unfortunately, I haven't had, you know, been in a situation where I had to speak to it. But that's just something that, that I'm contemplating. Like, how do I respond to this event? You basically respond to it with the truth, but in love. You always remain in love. Never go into judgment. Never go into the negative side of things. Because, you know, they they talked about Jesus. They said, oh, he he, he hangs out with wine bibbers and and harlots and, you know, prostitutes and all these different people. See what I'm saying? There's other sins that are out there. But Jesus did not curb where he went. And say, okay, I'm not going to deal with you. I'm not going to sit with you because you got sin on you. Because he knew that each and every person has a sin. It's just that we we contemplate on the things that we see. And again, Jesus spoke his mission when he said, yes. "I did not come for the righteous. I came for those who were not saved." That's the answer. Yeah. 
That's it. He came to save the soul. That's it. And as many as he can. And if you can look at someone, and that's kind of hard to do, if you can look at someone and not see their their body, you know what I mean, and kind of like see them as a soul, and that's kind of like, you know, after a while you, you begin to see people like that, then you'll know that I'm speaking to that soul. I'm not speaking to this person, but I'm speaking to this soul. And how will I speak to that soul? What would I say to this soul? You see what I'm saying? And you would talk to that soul and you would say, okay, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. It's something deeper. This is, not, this is something topical. This is a, a reaction to something that is going on that's deeper on the inside of you. You see what I'm saying? Let's, let's get all off of this other stuff. It's kind of like I don't want to look at the, the, the initial scar. I want to dig. I want to open up this wound and see where, where it came from. Where are you really bleeding out at? Can this, can this sort of be generational, too? Like, you know, they talk about generational curses. In some instances, it could, because it is a blood curse, because there's blood involved. But then other times, some people most of the time are just curious, yeah. or they're a victim, yeah. you know, Um the only thing I can just say. But it's just about dealing with it like anybody else, like any other thing. Yeah. You know? Okay. Are you you okay? You're starting to get a little peace about it? I'm okay. You know, I think that I'm in agreement with everything that you said. Okay. You know, I think it's just being remembered just remembering to come at it in a loving spirit, you know, but still be honest okay. about how you believe. Let me say this. Do you remember where you were? Mm-hmm. Do you remember everything that you used to do? Well, I'm trying to forget, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can remember that, then you can have some compassion for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you can deal with the situation and not the person. Because like you had said, that your thoughts about certain things changed eventually mm-hmm. because you saw it differently. Yeah. So give somebody else a chance to see it differently. Well, I can say that in um, their time, not ours, in his time, not ours. Very true. I want someone to read verse 10 for me. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to want you guys to read it. I'll read it. Maybe she wants to read it. <laughs> I'll read it. Well, I'll read from the NIV. Okay. But, um, Woo, Jesus. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would be. I would not be a servant of Christ. And then the King James Version says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if yet I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So that tells you right there. You can accept whatever you want to accept, as someone said, it's a free will. You can condone adultery, um, 
stealing, killing, rape, you know, kidnapping, whatever you want to call it. You know, you can just condone it all. But it's out of God. Don't make it right. <laughs> just don't make it right, exactly. It's still wrong, you know. Just because, just because you didn't get caught speeding for the last three years doesn't mean you didn't break the law. Wow. Well, it was red light, summer. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> what are you talking about the red light? Who told you about red light? So I'm just saying. <laughs> doesn't mean you didn't break the law because you didn't get caught. That's it. So. God sees and knows everything in all of our own individual lives, too. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I know I'll see Jesus for myself. We all will. One on one. That's it, and he's y'all only judge. That's it. So y'all gonna be in line, like looking over, like long line. <laughs> Wait, your turn. <laughs> Wait a minute, you might want to get up there. No, no. It's like let people in front of you, like here you go. <laughs> I got to tie my shoe. <laughs> But, you know, just so that you know, those two, all of those things of the past, all the things that you did before, you know, is covered under the blood, so you don't have to worry about it. That's right. Yeah. He's not going to be like, hey, see that. <laughs> right, so your sins will be forgotten, so. That's it. Once you accept them into your life and you're trying to do the right thing, you cover covered by the blood. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so you said verse 10 and we did that one. Yeah, we did that. So we're on to verse 11. It says, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, this brings me to another point. I love that one. So do I, because a lot of people will tell you, if it's not in God's word, it's not true. <laughs> Preach. How many of us heard that before? If it's not in the Bible, it is not of God. So my question to you is how does a prophet get a word from God, being that it's not in the word of God, as we call it, in the Bible? Hi, prophet. So how can you accept a prophetic word right. from a prophet, even from, when you go back to Ezekiel, Daniel, Isaiah, and all the other ones in the Old Testament, everything that they received was not yet written down. So therefore, it wasn't gospel just yet. Mm-hmm. So how can you receive something that you say is not of God because it's not written in the book? Well, to that point, even if it's not written in the scripture, shouldn't it be supported by the scripture? Like if it's not like testing the word by the word, I guess. If you're getting a revelation, you should still be going to the Bible and seeking. God's revelation is something of newness to open your eyes to something that you've mm-hmm. been blind to. And when he reveals something to you, it comes to pass. That's how you know it is of God. Mm-hmm. 
when God God said his word and would not return to him void. That is the gospel, meaning it won't return to him undone. So just because reading the book of Revelation itself, reading the book of Ezekiel, those two books are words of uh, books of end time. They're speaking of the end time, but they don't go into great detail about it, as we would like to know, like how every stage is going to really play out. We don't know it all. We just hear of what was written, and, you know, we got our lucky rabbit's foot rubbing on it, hoping that it doesn't happen to us. But gospel is forever being told. Can I get a dark? Are you serious? Okay. Well, um, <laughs> just to kind of add something to that, I want to read something to that. Okay, hold on. Um, to kind of like you know, you know, give an explanation of what he was just saying. I had a, I have a little short testimony. Um, there was a time where I was uh, in a ministry, and um. I was definitely, you know, a faithful tither. You know, every paycheck, it was, it was done, right? And um, there was a time where the voice of the Lord had came to me and had told me, do not take your tithes to that house again. Put them away, right? So I did so, right? Uh, and even if we're on flying on a plane, sorry about that, guys. So, um, so then there was a situation where I uh, was called into the, the pastor's office, and um, I was called into the pastor's office, and he had another issue, you know, with with me with the prophetic words that I had gave somebody else that he would not explain what the word was or who the person was. But anyway, um, another thing he had said to me was, "Is that I have stopped tithing, and why?" And my response to him was, the Lord told me not to do it anymore. He told, or not to do it in this manner, but to take it and put it away. His response to me was, that is not biblically sound. The Lord would have never told you to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he said that there is no scripture to back up me holding my tithe. Right? And so uh, in the same breath, he told me that, you know, I was, um, um, uh, a false prophet, and that, you know, okay, that I needed to come to um, a school of prophecy and learn how to prophesy correctly. Um, that's not biblical either. <laughs> but anyway, so um, I had, you know, I did not decide um, to do that, and then the Lord led me to leave. But the Lord was showing me in retrospect that I was not tithing into a good house anymore. You see what I'm saying? When we store up our storehouse, we're storing it up, you know, for the body body of Christ. And I'm doing it not only for them, but I'm also doing it for myself, right? So if if this person had an intent in their heart to that I'm not, you know what I mean, part of your body anymore, so I shouldn't be depositing into something that is not, you know, for me, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what God was showing me, I mean, weeks, you know, prior to, that this is, you know, he was showing me, he didn't specifically say, this person is going to come to you and they're going to say this. But I saw the reason why the Lord had told me to do this. 
I didn't have any other clues that it was going to happen, but there was no biblical thing to tell me, but he was giving me direction. You see what I'm saying? And I don't have a scripture to, to back it up, but I do have my testimony mm-hmm. because he proved himself to be true in that, in, that, in that whole situation. So the thing about it is, is that literally trusting the voice of God, it is so hard to do because man cannot say that's God's voice in you. That's not God's voice in you. Someone wants to always sit in the seat of judgment. And we have to allow God to be God in someone's life. We have to allow him to be their judge. We have to allow them to be him to be their voice in their head because he said that my children know my voice and none other will they follow. So if we allow that voice to get louder in that person's head and tell them to trust God, trust that voice of, of, of God, and God's never going to steal you wrong. Of course, he's not going to tell you to do something to hurt yourself, and he's not going to tell you to do something that's going to cause you to die, I mean, spiritually. So, so I guess that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I guess I wasn't thinking of it like an example. Mm-hmm. But I have... I think I talked to you about this summer mm-hmm. where I was listening to someone, a video online of you know, someone giving like, a talk to a group of people and she's talking about whitewater rafting. Right. And um, she was saying, you know, there's three things and whitewater rafting is what I look mm-hmm. for in your relationship with me. You know, you have your, your work, your play, your rest, and then your play. And you better play because you're going to work really hard with those and that, I felt like that to me was a revelation from God. Yes. I got a sense of peace afterwards that, you know, whatever was troubling me, what I was praying about, that's what his answer to me was. So something along those lines. Right. I mean, that's a good example for you because there is no scripture to back that up. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. no, there's no scripture really to apply to that. You can, you can put some things that, that sound a roundabout way about it, but nothing specific. So, I mean, you know, you can still receive an encouraging word. You have to know what sounds, what, what voice, what what's the voice of the Lord. And just like you had said, it was a confirmation in my soul mm-hmm. that this word was for me. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And just yeah. like Kathy said earlier, that was for me. Now, if you want to accept, you know, if you hear a word and that word is pulling on you, and you accept that for yourself, then you are confirming this word. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take, okay, that's God for me. You see what I'm saying? So we can sit there and listen to somebody for two hours and only get two words, but you know, it that word was for you. Yeah. I um like to read different things and um different versions when I'm um reading in the Bible. And one of my favorite is um the message. And um it said and this was probably referring to chapter seven of Galatians. I mean chapter verse seven of chapter one of Galatians which um, is about perverting the gospel, and it just says, let me be blunt. If one of us, even an angel from heaven, were to preach something other than what we preached originally, let him be cursed. I said it once, I'll say it again. If anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, preaches something other than what you received originally, let him be cursed. It all boils down boils down to when Christ changed 
the heart of Saul and changed his name to Paul, there came something that we should all understand, that God's gospel is forever growing, that God's gospel is, is eternal. Okay? It's more than just these pages that we call the Holy Scriptures. He gave Paul Honestly, between nine and thirteen books that Paul had written in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So, if we were sitting here today, and Paul was here writing these books in our time, the question you should answer yourself: Would you reject them, or would you accept them? that he received revelation from Christ. And in revelation... teaching about, no, we, we need to go to the Gentiles. It's about yeah. God's grace. It's not about, you know, the law. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first one to, to teach that. So the question oh. is, would you reject the Gospels of Paul or would you accept them? Do they? If, if Paul... If Paul yeah, from what you know now, right. but... Had he been in our time and he was writing these books in our time, mm-hmm. would you accept them or would you reject them? Because again, it's the thing. The 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 question you brought up was, if it's not in the, if it's not in the gospel, it's got to be supported by the gospel. Mm-hmm. But, but Jesus gave him something that hadn't been written before. That's right. So this is and Paul speaking. Yes, and 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 you got to remember and. Revelation, he says that there is an everlasting gospel that is to be preached to us all. Ooh, okay, you better go ahead. Mm. So if there's an everlasting gospel, this is not everlasting. This is just a few pages. This is just a, a, a drop of the bucket. This is just a, yeah. a, a drop of water. Are we really going to limit God to this number of pages? Exactly. Yeah. Bing! What did Richard say? Bing moment? Bing? Bing. Bing. Yes, Bing, you got it. You win the, you win the prize. So, yes, yes. God, God is, God's word is eternal. It, it, there is no limit to it. That's right. You, you can't say, oh, well, that, that's not scripture. That's not. God gives us all something new. That's right. Well, I think it's good to know the, and understand the characteristics of God which is in the scripture so that you know when you're receiving something what you know, that it is. Exactly. Remember how I always said you always have to be anchored in the Lord? You always have to have that foundation in Christ. Now, when he says, if he says he's a master builder, so when he says he's building that foundation, he's the foundation for which you build upon, Right. So once you have that foundation and you know the oracles of Christ, as the Bible says, then then there's a going forward. There's a going forward. Where you can sit there and you can watch a movie and you can see, just like we always kind of like, you know, um, we, we, we quote uh, Star Trek or not oh, Star Wars, we kind of quote Yoda or whatever, you know, and things like that. And it's like, why can't I quote Yoda? If it makes, if, if it is a uh, something that can define what I'm saying spiritually, and it's a, and it's actually a truth. It's a, it's a, it's a eternal truth. Then why can't I quote it? Why can't I look at that to be something from God? Why can't I look at a bumper sticker? Why can't I read something on the wall and see God in it? You see what I'm saying? 
but because there comes a part where you see God everywhere. But only if you allow your mind to be and don't put restrictions on yourself. God is everywhere and in everything. Everything is made up of him. And we only know just a little bitty piece, like you said, of that gospel that he has that's everlasting. We only know a little piece. So we can't put a cork on the top of it and say, nope, that's it. I'm just, a, I just want that and that's it. I don't want no more of that, Jesus. Jesus, no more. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more than this, Jesus. And that's okay. If you want to do that, that's all right. Because I'm not even judging you, you know, if that's what you want to do, because a lot of people do do that. But I want more, 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 Jesus, more of you. <laughs> there is so much more, <laughs> you know. And he'll give it to you if, you if you if you're ready to have it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes it's a little bit too potent. It's too strong. <laughs> yeah. You get too much of it too too soon, you will hurl it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Projectile vomit. Yeah, sometimes you're just not ready for it. And it's, like, oh. it's true. Because even if you look at your own walk and you think about where you started in the beginning and then the knowledge that he's given you now, if you had taught yourself this like five years, five years ago, you'd be like, ah, ah. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> it's funny. I got a, um, this morning, I got a, um, just thinking of like how much I've changed, I got a message through Facebook from someone I used to work with, and she says, uh, "You know, I love the fact that you are a Christian and proud of it." That's all she said. Because I've been, I would, I think I post songs and like scriptures and things like that, and I, I don't know, it's just that's kind of what my posts are geared towards, and it kind of made me like happy to be like, "Oh, somebody noticed." Like, it's kind of like a list like, that people are posting. She's like, and then I see yours, and I, you know, and I'm really happy about it. And I'm yes. like, oh. So, me being obedient, and I feel compelled, I should post it on Facebook, and me doing it, I feel like that is a light to somebody. She's seeing that. And so, she's a Christian, but she's probably afraid to post stuff. So, she sees me doing it, and she's like, oh, wow, she, you know, I'm admire her for doing it. You know, right. it's like encouragement. Like how some people feel, yeah. they feel condemned sometimes. They don't, they don't want to, don't want to. Well, that's how I was. Like, like you're talking about, like, this, like the way I feel now is, like, I will post scriptures. I will post songs. I will put it out there that I am a Christian, you know, and I would have never done that before. I would have looked at people who did that and then, like, oh, Jesus, preacher. <laughs> 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 like, I want to. Like, I
um, something to cheat. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed it, but it was something that somebody else needed as well. And that's and the great thing you just signing back to me. It's right. like, look at that post. I picked up this afternoon, the video of someone singing. And in there, it's just any video. No music videos, nothing. Just them singing. And the words to that song are awesome. And that's the great thing, though, too, is that your life is, is the biggest testimony than anything else. And, and when you share what, what's going on inside of you, or like you had said, you know, if I'm sharing a part of my life, sharing a part of who I am, that's your testimony. And people overcome by your testimony. If you just if you just be you, then yeah. every then people will follow. This is like the pie piper, you know. If you yeah. just continue to keep blowing your horn, people will follow you. So you don't learn what you have. That's right. And especially when it comes down to it, when 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 people see the transformation in your life, that is like the biggest thing because they've seen you before and they see the after. It's just like when you see somebody who was 300 pounds and now you see them they're they're like you know 150 pounds. You know, you just like okay, that's the person that I want to you know work out with. You know, and it's and it's the same thing though too when it comes to spirituality is that your life is the biggest testimony. My my old pastor, he was known in Philly as South Street Slim. <laughs> he used to carry a switchblade and stuff like that or whatever. And when he became a minister, he became a pastor, people came to his church just saying, but you know the only reason why I came today is because I wanted to see South Street Slim preach. <laughs> you know, it's like it's the truth that, that your life, you know, no matter how, you know, Rogue, you know, roguish it was that when the Lord turns it over, just like He did with Paul, you're the one who people want to see. They're like, "Oh, I can't believe that! I got to see this for myself." Mm-hmm. You know, and if you stay true and honest to yourself, then you could be a testimony. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
That is what trusting God is like. It's like literally leaning back, knowing I've just made hit the floor, but I know He is still there. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you go ahead and finish up. Mercy. 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 But it's all good. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's, uh, not, it's good dialogue. It's nothing wrong with it. Yes. That's, that's, it's, that's what the Bible said is for, to, you know, invoke, invoke um, you know, thought and, you know, it's, it's a growing process for us all. We all learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's good. You know. It's going to be a nice thing learning from me. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We I do. Learn. We I do learn. We Trust do. Me. Yes, we do. Yes, I do. I do learn. Yeah. I still got a lot of growing and learning to do. We are not perfect. So, I know uh, who is able to. Yeah. Um, but it's good study. Not in here all the points, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe they weren't meant to hit. So it was good. Yeah. So next week, it's going to be a toughie. Oh, boy. It's going to be studying, getting some background of the seven feasts of the Lord. Oh, wow. That's kind of interesting. And the reason why I want us to do this is because the church is being lost in a lot of um, hoopla. They're creating their own holidays. They're creating their own, you know, ceremonial things and when they want to do stuff and making up stuff, you know, oh, go to this event, that event. You know, if you don't go, then, you know, you're out of the church. You know, all kind of craziness I've heard. Uh, so we're going to focus on the seventh feast of the Lord. Well, I've never heard of them, so... <laughs> In the Old Testament. I don't know. You would never know I grew up in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Don't even feel alone. Uh, feel alone. Again, this is what I preach the Old Testament to you guys. Mm-hmm. It's what Jesus taught with understanding. If you will read it, you will see everything Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Everything. Oh, yeah. You get a whole new understanding of the new. The seven feasts are in um, the books of Moses, uh, the first five books of the Bible. Um, and where do those seven feasts relate in the New Testament? We will get to that. We're going to do seven feasts, and when you're researching, you will find it. Extra points if you figure it out. <laughs> so it's going, to, it's going to be a doozy, guys. So I mean, you told me the books of Moses. I just thought they might tell me the books of something else on the other side. But okay. Look, she's trying to get me. Yeah, exactly. Why, why am I going to give you the cheat sheet? What's the use of doing it then? Okay. <laughs> one time, but okay. <laughs> you don't want to come back on judgment day like, you, you gave him the cheat sheet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. 
that, guys? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did we get anything? Yes. I got something. Yes. I got something. I did get something for myself. Okay. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get Matthew chapter 23. It'll help you. Uh-huh. I'll read that after this. I suggest all of you read it. Actually, it'll help you. So, all right. We're going to on out there. Okay. And if you have two seconds, maybe I need to say something to you. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord Father, for all things said and done. Thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing on the inside of each and every one of us, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that, the, that this word take root. That, Lord God, all of the things that I've said tonight, Lord Father, we pray the Holy Ghost bring it back to our remembrance at the time that we need it. We pray, Lord God, that you continue to grow us and fine-tune us, Lord God, increase us, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that we are no longer the same way we were, but that we are transformed by this word and the renewing of our minds. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to bless the, the brother that is in the hospital, Lord Father. Continue to bless his family, Lord Father, that they would come and visit him and do in him. I pray, Lord God, that you would forgive sin and iniquity and transgression, cause his soul to be saved. And we pray, Lord God, for each and every person and all of their families. Lord God, cover and keep. Lord God, bless financially and spiritually. Lord God, naturally. Lord God, in unity and marriage. Lord Father, in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, I do appreciate you guys coming out and.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.